You're listening to a Countout Podcast. Yeah! everybody it's amanda bones and i'm ashley and this is how to talk to your friend about wrestling the podcast the podcast the podcast just in case you thought this was a feature film it's not (laughs) Uh, (laughs) also this is episode 34 inevitably i hope that we don't say the episode numbers again ever oh maybe okay i don't know we'll see what happens because <laughs> i'm like this is just gonna keep going am i gonna have to keep track of what episode number it is forever yes uh we will reformat in like two episodes when will you finally give up saying when we fi- <laughs> when we wash our hands of this formatting yeah or we'll wait till episode 50 and just restructure Ooh, there you go that's like fucking goals yeah. Part of me is like 50 episodes is so far away from now. And I'm like, it's really not. It's really not. I was looking at the calendar just now and it's not as far as you think. Um, basically, 50 episodes will be one after my birthday. Wow. That's my not birth- that crazy. My birthday's in October. <laughs> just cares. so everybody's aware. <laughs> Ashley's birthday's in October following ashley's birthday we will have our 50th episode yes and everything will change probably not omg are we gonna do an anniversary episode oh my goodness of course one year that'd be amazeballs um no i meant i meant our anniversary oh our anniversary yes our anniversary is coming up me and amanda have been together for 20 years is it 21 this year because COVID fucked us on 20? No, it is 20 this year. This is 20. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's you. been since 2001. You've been my longest relationship. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around. There were some tough times. Yeah. Longest and probably best relationship. Most healthy. Definitely. Yes, for sure. The most healthy. Um, I miss living with you. I guess we're just going to say things anniversary style now. I miss living with Ashley. Yeah. Because we would never hang out in our living room. Mm-mm. We always hung out in our hallway. Yes. I don't understand why, but it was perfection. <laughs> and the one time we did like hang out with each other in the living room, we literally laid in the floor until it got dark and just said stupid stuff. I can't even remember <laughs> what exactly it was, but every once in a while, I'll get like a memory on Facebook and it'll be like... <laughs> Oh, laying with your best friend on the floor in your apartment, just spouting out nonsense. I can't remember. I think we were doing something about scary movies, but I cannot remember for the life of me what it was. Probably scary movies or Jimmy Neutron stuff. Yeah, or Jimmy Neutron where we, quote. Where we just quote the entire Jimmy Neutron movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Today, my look is I'm cosplaying Jim Cornette. Oh my fucking God, dude. <laughs> I literally was talking, I was talking to Amanda slightly before this and I caught a glimpse of myself in the zoom camera and i was like holy shit i look like jim Cornette right now and i hate that i mean okay so ashley got new glasses and they are perfection they look very cute on you for sure thank you 
it's like this mix of the microphone being in front of you and you wearing a wrestling crew neck that's giving major Jim Cornette vibe. Yeah, my hair is like swept to the side. So. It's it's perfection. It's a look. I'm going to not lean it's into it look. and I'm never going to look like this again. So let's all absorb it now. I think it's so funny because I know how much you hate Jim Cornette. That's why I'm laughing as hard as I am. <laughs> I loathe Jim Cornette. So, oh my God. Well, your husband likes to send me something that Jim Cornette has said. And I'm like, please don't, I'm not in this, <laughs> not in this group chat. Thank he you. specifically does that because he knows how much you hate him. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard. Your hatred runs deep. And then you have me that hates the other guy a lot. And I can never remember his name. I don't know who you're talking about. Attitude era boy that they hired and just like, had everybody box each other they're not boxers they're wrestlers fucking oh, idiot oh 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 yeah i think i know what you're talking about i fucking hate that guy are going away right now but that's fine um yeah so today we're gonna do a fun little book report because you know sometimes it's important to read books yeah aka watch, watch wrestling documentaries <laughs> <laughs> and this one is probably one of the hardest to watch and very very depressing it what okay so like i thought the resurrection of jake the snake was gonna be rough which it was Mm -hmm. but this definitely had some like rougher moments yeah so today is beyond the mat we're finally getting around to it Mm -hmm. this is my like a lot of times watching this freaking documentary (laughs) this is amanda's first time watching this documentary first time i feel like i have a lot of first time we should just fisher price the whole goddamn podcast we really should um (laughs) and an an update to to last week's debate we are gonna go to raw (laughs) we are yes unfortunately we're not sitting next to each other but it's okay we'll survive we'll see each other longingly from across we'll just reach out we're not even gonna pay attention to the wrestling i'm just gonna reach my hand out to you the whole time yeah, I'm just gonna stare at you the entire time. Oh my time. god. Can I buy you a shirt with a picture of me on it and you buy a pic I'll make you a shirt with a picture of what? You're gonna wear a shirt with my face on it, and I'm gonna wear a shirt with your face on it. Oh my and god. And then we're gonna go to Raw <laughs> in these t-shirts. Okay. That way we can be together. And I'm gonna put we should put on the back. Have you seen Amanda? Or That's have you seen amazing. Ashley? Yes. But then people are gonna think we're lost. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna die. This is totally happening. I have fucking iron-on paper. Oh my god, this is, I'm making terrifying. these. This is amazing. This is gonna be better than the Maccabee shirt I made you. They're gonna think we're lost, and then they're gonna be like, "I saw her in section 200 here this <laughs> evening." What? She's they're no, gonna be like so excited. <laughs> she's no longer missing. We found her. We put us back together. That'd be so funny. Oh my god. This <laughs> is right. amazing. So beyond Let's get into the, it. Beyond the mat. So fun, fun fact. We actually did cover one of the matches that was in this documentary. Yes, we did. Recently, which is, even recently, which is the McFoley and The Rock. Mm-hmm, Rock mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson. Our friend Kenneth listened to that episode. And so Kenny and I, you Kenny. Ugh. Kenneth and I at this point don't really talk 
but <laughs> what he does is he will go through and like listen to a handful of our episodes and then he randomly text messages me answers to questions I have asked in the podcast which is wonderful or, this is the type of interaction we are wanting it's seriously one of my all-time favorite things so he listened to the fucking rock and McFoley episode and he text messages me and says the rock smells the air, something about smelling the electricity in the air. And I don't, I don't even have the text message anymore, but like, seriously, I don't remember what I was doing, but I stopped because I got a text message and I read it and I was laughing hysterically for a good 10 minutes after. <laughs> and I'm like, this just, this is what I want people. I want you to, to listen to the podcast episodes and then text me <laughs> bits of fucking information that I don't know because it's just so enlightening it's so much fun (laughs) I think that's great this is the type of interaction we want and love and appreciate totally oh my gosh okay so I don't even know where to start with this this is like a a big one um well so I so I thought that this Looking at the film and how it's filmed and some of the hairstyles, some of the outfits, I thought this was like early 90s stuff. Absolutely not. But it came out in 1999, which further just shows that the 90s was like the worst fucking decade. It's really kind of gross. So, and then the I Quit match was during the 1999 Royal Rumble. Yeah. So they must have put this at like, um congratulations whoever fucking like put all this together and got it out as quickly as they did because that's fascinating because i think it was released in 2000 oh and it says 1999 but it was filmed oh released in theaters in march that's what i have i have release date october 22nd 1999 oh well everything's lying it's a lie so everything everything is a lie um who is Barry? I'm gonna fuck up his last name. Barry, I'm just gonna call him Barry B. Who's Barry B? He's uh, just a fan. Like no, a, he like, was a comedy writer. Okay, that's how he got access to everybody. Well, yeah, I think he's he's kind of known for being um more of like a screenwriter, television writer. But he wrote, I believe, uh, Coming to America shut the fuck up and he was like the early part of Saturday Night Live and um he did write coming to America like a police academy um oh my god I'm looking up his IMDB he wrote the nutty professor yeah I think oh my god he did both coming to America's that's crazy oh my god okay so that's okay that makes more sense now because I was like how did this random person who's just like a really big fan of wrestling get access to all of these people and the the like scenes he's got access to as far as that i quit match are really intense so i was like there's no way they would just let some random fucking fan film film this stuff i should have looked him up as i was watching it but new um okay so main wrestlers he follows mm-hmm. are There's terry funk yeah Mick Foley, mm-hmm. and then we have a jake the snake moment yeah yeah the jake the snake moment feels like it feels really kind of sad and powerful in this but it's also i think probably the briefest story told 
seriously, it was not a long story, but it was, I don't know. Like, I think more than anything, it just kind of, sh- I don't want to say it shows how wrestling can fuck up a family because I don't, that's obviously not all the things going on with Jake the Snake. The boys got some demons. Oh, yeah. And and we kind of, I mean, again, this is 1999. Men don't share feelings in 1999. No, they um, don't. But the recent, um, as a side book report, <laughs> the recent um, Dark Side of the Ring about his father, the Grizzly Smith episode. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Um, goes into pretty much why Jake the Snake is the way he is. Hmm. There was a lot of abuse. There was a lot of really fucked up stuff. Um, I don't care if you think someone's a great wrestler. If they're, you know, fucking around with kids, like, let's just not. Nope. Don't touch kids. Don't do it. Not allowed. And And basically anybody who fucking harasses or sexually assaults anybody. Let's just let's just not talk about them. Anyway, that's a side note to the side note. But um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, it does explain a lot why how Jake the Snake became how he is. He, has, he definitely has a lot of demons. This is gets reiterated again in the um, resurrection of Jake the Snake. So we know the man is struggling. This is just the first all, like career low, really. His rock bottom, his kind of first rock bottom was yeah. this documentary. And it's fucked. Like, it's sad. It's super gnarly. I am a little surprised. Okay. I'm slightly surprised by some of the family members that ended up on camera and some of their behaviors and some of the things that they said. Mm-hmm. Like his his daughter's like, I just wish that, you know, we could hang without the cameras. Like every time I see him, there's cameras and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, but you get told beforehand because like you have to sign a waiver you don't just get put on camera in a movie and like it gets pushed out without your knowledge yeah so if you really wanted that so badly why did you agree yeah and like I am a woman that has issues with my biological father so I do not see that man Mm. I do not speak to that man and like one so one of the things that she said to me that struck me really hard was like I don't know if he's ready to be a father and so like my biggest issue with my biological father trying to be a father is like cool I did not grow up with you in that role yeah so So, the relationship's different yeah the relationship's different so why don't we just try to like I don't know be friends and then if a natural father role sorts to take shape then like we'll explore that but I don't know so like I thought I maybe I'm fucked up in the head but I thought it was kind of messed up of her to just assume that he was automatically going to step into this father role instead of just like trying to get to a solid place where you guys are cool with each other yeah I guess I get that I also get the side of like you want that so bad that you kind of wish for it and mm. then you're you're disappointed because it does it doesn't go that way I mean you at least had a stepdad that was filled that role yeah some people don't have that and they don't have anybody so it kind of weirdly you 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 wanting yeah like you think you're gonna go into this and like okay I'm gonna have a dad and it's just like oh my I always tell people the hardest lesson you learn growing up is that your your parents are people 
Yeah. Not always good people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, really, some people's, some people's parents are great and wonderful and loving and they're still people. They still make mistakes. Just other people's parents make a few more. They make like extra human mistakes. Exactly. (laughs) So this definitely, I mean, I know that, um, kind of in the documentary, they explain like, okay, you're at the height of someone's career. You're at the person who's kind of ending their career, wrapping it up. And then you have someone who's at their career low. So you have the three kind of pillars of things that are happening. We go later. uh, We'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, to a few people who were trying to make it into WWE at the time. Oh yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. And the story after that is really interesting, but Hmm. Yeah, so the Jake the Snake one is definitely his low. It's very sad. Um, the whole like smoking crack in a hotel, and it's just like, <laughs> buddy. I buddy. love that he called out like every time he's like, "Oh, we're at the Rom, the Ramada Hotel in such and such city in Nebraska." And then, yeah, <laughs> and then they fucking traveled eight hours somewhere else, and they're like, "Oh, another Ramada Hotel." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So. The Jake the Snake stuff's really hard to watch, but you see everything that's happened now, and and you know that like the outcome is more of a happy story. Yeah, I mean, well, and like I don't know, seeing him now on AEW as like a manager and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying everything is perfect for the guy, but I think like I'm hopeful, anyways, that things are better for him. Yeah, and he probably has a little bit more to live for than maybe he did during this time. Yeah. Thank you, Diamond Dallas Page. You sweet. <laughs> we love you, DDP. <laughs> um, and then, so like, I thought it was rad. We got to see Terry Funk as he's like getting to r- wrap up his career, which ends up being fucking hilarious. But then he doesn't. He like yeah, fucking so does like, it. <laughs> his retirement lasts three months. And I'm like, oh yeah, that guy's not going to stop at any time. I mean, the sad thing is he finally has kind of, I mean, the man is 76, but he's been wrestling since like the friggin' early mid 60s maybe like mid to one like 60s and he doesn't it's not like he just i don't want to say this it's gonna sound disrespectful the way i say it and i don't mean it to be he doesn't do like the cute little wrestling bumps or anything like there's blood and brutality in yeah. the majority of his matches he's always he's always taken taking the shit basically and just like i mean i can't believe he was only in wwe for two for a year i think what yeah that's insane i wonder if he was just like too bloody for but then they have mcfoley so i'm confused i don't know i know he didn't like he he did a lot of stuff with all japan he did a lot of stuff with wcw maybe he was just doing other things um oh he did come back okay my bad he did he did eventually come back to wwe but it's only ever been for like these little like kind of one year stints and he's this man has retired probably like seven times (laughs) but um they're recently oh my god i can't even believe they had him do this when they had the 24 hours of of pro wrestling on january 29th and 30th um from gcw they, they kept running this high spots ad in GCW that was Terry Funk saying like fight forever. Oh. 
but it got so repetitive because I mean this is 24 hours of fucking wrestling um that people started a campaign to pay money to get the ad to stop (laughs) and yeah it's it's ridiculous um but it's like it's now in it's burned into my brain and I think that's how a lot of people felt I didn't care it was whatever I mean you can hit me it's not that big of a deal but people were like that salty about it but I know that shortly after that he basically came out and was like listen don't send me anything I don't want to sign anything I don't want pictures I don't want anything can you just leave me alone I'm an old man and I'm like fuck yeah Terry Funk go out the way you want yeah like I don't know Terry Funk seemed like a really rad dude. Oh, and then they even show, so they talk about like, oh, there's another wrestler in the same town as Terry, but he's not as well known. And like, he's just kind of like a regular dude at this point. Mm-hmm. And I guess Terry Terry was going to have that like big retirement going out wrestle thing. Yeah. And the guy was like, I won't be there. I'm not on the card. I won't be there. And like- yeah. It was, I think, oh God, who was that? Sorry. I know. You're fine. I have no idea who it was. Don't ask me. I'm like, you look like every other person. Dennis, Dennis Stamp. I think that's who it was. Me. He he always stayed in shape because he was always waiting for the call. Yes. But my, his waiting to staying in shape routine is him jumping up and down on a trampoline with weights in his hands yeah which honestly i would definitely take up that <laughs> i was just that workout like routine. seriously fucking work on buying a small trampoline today yeah <laughs> we're sold we're gonna do it um there's Lean a lot wait. of stuff like when it comes to terry funk that i remember just in passing um it definitely was like kind of a joke on a different podcast I used to listen to called um we watch wrestling where they would make up Terry Funk matches and you had to figure out like how to be how to make just the craziest match you you can like (laughs) winner has to fight a bear or like winner has to uh, (laughs) yeah it's the it's this match where the winner has to or the loser has to leave town but in a wiener mobile or something like just something stupid (laughs) mobile that's amazing yeah but anyway um so that's all my all my (laughs) stuff with terry funk has always been um pop culture based versus like actually watching a lot of his matches i have seen the one that was um what they talk basically (laughs) when they try to recreate it aew and it didn't do well the exploding um oh god I have seen that one. Don't get me started. (laughs) But Uh, yeah. So Terry Funk. I don't know a ton about Terry Funk. I know that he's one of the gnarlier ones, which I thought is rad. Um, Can I tell you that it was the cutest thing in the world watching him cry his eyes out at his daughter's wedding that we got footage of? He's a so emotional man. Emotional. And even when that one fucking dude, Dennis Stamp, was like, when they like rolled up at the same spot and Terry was like, Oh yeah, I'll see you. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not coming. I'm not on the card. And Terry was like, what? But dude, I want you to be there. Like it's, I'm leaving. I want you to be there. And then the guy kept saying like, no, 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 no. I already got something else going on or whatever. <laughs> and Terry was like, do you want to be a ref? You can be, do you want to be a ref for me and Brett? You could, yeah, you're the ref. You're the ref for me and Brett. Like, 
I just love that he was like, no, I don't want you to feel left out, but I'm sorry that that happened. I had no control over that part, but here, let me fix it. Yeah. Like, I thought that was so sweet. Yeah, I know. Just sometimes when men show their emotions, I'm like, good on you. Good on you, bud. Dude, yeah. Men having emotions is like my favorite thing in the entire world. Yeah. I can't believe he was only 53 when he retired. (laughs) Well, Um, but like, if you think about the matches he was doing and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. His wife seemed like, (laughs) I don't want to say unwillingly supportive, but like, this is his deal and he loves it. So I will be there to support him. And to be fair, I mean, the woman had been with him since 1965. So I think she can a little bit begrudgingly accept that. Like, all right, yeah. he's going to, but I, I've done I this. Guess, yeah. She's like, I've been here for plenty of this. I just appreciate that even though she may not like or enjoy all of these things, like she's still like, this is what he loves. Yeah. That was sweet. I thought. And really uh, you just can be a supportive partner. Just be supportive. God. Um. So then <laughs> I like the transition kind of where it's like, okay, so, you know, you know who used to wrestle Terry Funk a lot? This guy, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. And then we get to Mick Foley's part, which I think I feel aside from Terry Funk's a huge part of this, but I feel like this documentary is mainly about Mick Foley, <laughs> which I'll I'm, take. I'm happy. No, it's... Yeah, it does feel like it's mostly Mick Foley, and no one's upset about that. Let's be real. Um, that man is a goddamn gem. Yes, I mean we so, have nothing but love for Mick Foley on this podcast. Yeah, like I have nothing wrong. I have no bad things to say about Mick Foley. That man is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Such a sweetheart. Oh my god, you get to see him with his kids. Just yeah. like I don't want babies ever. And my ovaries were screaming. You're like, but Mick Foley, Mick Foley makes makes it look so sweet. And Mick fun. Foley makes it seem like it's the sweetest, cutest, most fun thing in the entire world. And I'm like, and no. I think he had a, a did he have a kid after this? Oh my god, there's I more. Believe he has three children. Oh my. Is there three? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's three. Um. <laughs> Yeah, because because Noelle is um, she was a wrestler for a second, and she does like a lot of um, interview stuff. Yeah. She's fucking gorgeous, like Jesus. Um, I know that his first son Dewey, like also their names are adorable. Dewey as a name is like my favorite thing in the entire world. Um, but he used to work for uh, WWE. I don't know if he still does, but yeah. And then, um, oh no, he has four kids. My bad. I take it back. There's, there's two little ones, which aren't little. Like they're probably eighteen now, or older, because they were born in two thousand one and two thousand three. But it's Mickey and Huey. God, two thousand one, two thousand three. Yeah, so twenty. Dewey, stop it! (laughs) I'm fucking dying. I'm fucking dying. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, yeah. And then I know one of his sons is on the autism spectrum as well. Oh, but 
Yeah, and I think they have like a YouTube channel. It's really adorable. Anyway, I just found a family photo of all four of them, and I'm dying. Isn't it the cutest thing ever? I fucking God, this adorable little family. Get the fuck out of here. Can I just also say I know that we talk about (laughs) about McFoley a lot. Can I just say that like he is such a champion for women's wrestling, and I love that so much about him. He really is. I've noticed. Like I can't even believe that I'm going to say this, but I've noticed on Twitter. that that that, like like he he really wants to see more of it and have it be given its spotlight when they did the first um women's hell in a cell match like i remember we probably already talked about this but um i remember when it happened he was the general manager for wwe at the time i think for raw i think the raw general manager anyway he was amazing but um (laughs) he basically like had this huge like speech to the women that was like i understand why you want to do this and i am with you but i need to you to know what it did to me and i was like fuck me fully like we get it but we're still gonna (laughs) fucking jump off that ring (laughs) we get it thank you for the dad vice we're gonna still jump off the top of this thing we're absolutely gonna jump off that cage and it's gonna be okay but thank you I like it was cool seeing some of the behind the scene things and like where McFoley's headspace was at as far as like wrestling and some of the crazy things he did like he just kept saying like I hope they feel like they got their money's worth and I just thought that was like the sweetest thing I'm like you're worried about us I'm worried about you homie I don't I pay twenty dollars don't die I I absolutely believe he just wants to put on a good show always and I know the client we're getting to like kind of the climax of the film which is <laughs> his fucking wife and kids watching him basically die in the ring yeah, I have some feelings about that Amanda texted me earlier today and she's like I have feelings and you better be ready for them I like fucking warned you and then <laughs> my favorite part is I was like it's about McFoley's wife and kids Yeah, <laughs> I was just like Amanda no not his wife Okay, so like you brought up a great point earlier today when I was warning you about this. Like, mm-hmm. we don't truly know if she was acting or not. Like, is it kayfabe? Is it not? If you yeah, can let like, us know, that would be great because um, it's, I understand watching your husband basically get hit in the head by chairs a million times has to be insanely hard to watch. Um, and at that point, like, I think your your kind of argument with it is, like, why would you do that in the first place? Like, okay, so here's the deal. If, if big if, it was not kayfabe, you know your husband, you know the kind of wrestler that he is. Like, this isn't just for all spouses across the board. This is specific for, like, the gnarlier kind of wrestlers out there, like, if you know, like, bro, you're married to McFoley and you know, and you can hear him tell everyone, I want to make sure they got their money's worth. Right. And like, so you have to know going into watching him, he's going to give it his all. He's going to take the harder hits. He's going to jump off the higher things. Right. Like, so if, if you've already seen, because she's been around now for like, at this point, she'd been married to him for a while. It's not like it was brand new. Yeah. So like, you've seen his matches you know what to expect so if it's going to be this upsetting for you why are you going to the matches my counterpoint is 
when you call something in a match, I don't think necessarily you know what's going to be the outcome of it. And I don't think it necessarily was going supposed to be that bad. And we kind of learn that later mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. they show him. I mean, that dude showed him the footage and was like, this is what you did. Yeah. Like, this is your kids crying. But I think that you go into a match. Yeah. Should the kids have been there? Like, <laughs> it's a little iffy. That's one of my bigger questions. Like, but, um, I think for her, it's like, you know, things are okay. And you know what he can take because you've been together forever and you know what he's capable of. And then there's a point where the match gets called on the fly or something happens, or maybe he didn't fill you in on everything that was supposed to happen. Yeah. Like maybe you start to worry. (laughs) Yeah. Like, well, I mean, with anything I think you know your partner to a certain extent and then something happens and you're like that's not what was supposed to happen like there definitely was something wrong and I think there was definitely the moment where she's like it's gonna it's fine it's fine it's fine it's just you know it's just wrestling or whatever and then it was like oh this is absolutely not okay <laughs> there was definitely like a turn for the worst yeah because at first it was like oh happy good fun times and then it was like that's a lot of fucking chairs he did take quite a bit of chair hits i will say that Mm -hmm. i don't know over like i don't know i don't think that the kids needed to be there if they were going to be as upset as they were which the minute they started getting upset you should have taken them to the back yeah she she did she did eventually she did did. and i was like do the kids need to see him after the match with blood all over his face well i think they need to make sure his dad was still (laughs) their, their dad was still alive it just like that part was he's holding his daughter's hand walking down the hallway face full of blood and they're talking about like oh yeah it's just a boo-boo it's this small boo-boo and i'm like but you have to i don't know you (laughs) you have to imagine that they maybe have seen something like that before true i mean it is mcfoley so i have to imagine his kids probably have seen him like face up a little yeah definitely i i think that there is um everyone has a weird thing that their families do sure so i just feel like this is maybe a weird thing that your family does i mean yeah i could see that i don't know my dad sometimes gets bloody in a ring with another man (laughs) like it's just it's just something he does right it's a weekend thing it's a weekend thing (laughs) Overall, though, like, I don't know, like, overall, it's cool to see his family be as much a part of it as they were. Yeah. And like, I love that he's laying down, getting his head sewn up and his wife's like, what's time? What time is our flight tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like business still in in a way. Yeah. And I think sometimes like that's how you, you have to protect yourself. Like, OK, you got to get the list of everything that's still OK. Like, and yeah. then didn't they go to Disneyland or something before or they went to the beach or something like yeah they had a vacation yeah they were <laughs> yeah so it was, it was kind of cool seeing the whole like off the mat who Mick Foley is yeah which is just I mean even more wonderful and if anybody yeah. um yeah I love him even more now yeah I if anybody watched the Steve Austin sessions or whatever with Mick Foley that was after um Hell in a Cell I I loved that man so much I watched like I think most of it but it was just so he's just so sweet and it's so funny when like 
they're trying to tell stories about the past and like they're trying to hint at certain things and you're like oh you can't really say that anymore can you McFoley? <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to watch that i need to start watching more of the skull sessions anyways they're so good i mean most of them have been really good it actually made me like randy orton for like half a second oh but we're over it now well <laughs> If it makes you feel better, I still do not like Randy Orton solo, and I don't like Matt Riddle solo. No, we're not something getting back into those, this. <laughs> something about those two ass hats put together in RK Bro is just like hot fire. I'm nope. sorry I bought a t-shirt. No, nope, we're still not talking about this. Um, <laughs> really briefly, we're going to talk about draws, which was uh, something that um, you know a, a small feature that was in this documentary. Mm. Which just shows you how kind of fucked the business can be. This this did peak behind. I mean, this is beyond the, the map, but is that who we're talking about? Puke, oh. yeah. So um, they don't actually. I think he was puke for like half a second, and then they called Probably. him Draws. So yeah, um, because I think believe his last name was Drawsdoff. We've talked about yeah. it for half a second before, um a long 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 time ago which feels like a long time ago it was probably only eight. <laughs> it was like three weeks ago <laughs> yeah um but it definitely gives you a peek behind the curtain of how vince is yeah and just, how yeah like he's a very scary man um so it just draws was a football player before he was a wrestler and he basically like came in to try out there was a couple people in in this that were trying out um so yeah he he tried out and then his whole thing was like he could vomit on command yeah so they, well, they wanted to call him puke because he could just throw up whenever which is well, they were gonna put him with, um what's his name what's their name fucking warriors talking the other guy but that's okay whatever Okay. I knew one of the names. Good job. <laughs> um, forgot that part. Um, so, yeah, he was going to use them as a, a new in-ring persona. Um, at the end of the film, they talk about how the fat, like, they talk about how he was paralyzed in an in-ring accident from a botched maneuver just a few months later. Three weeks. Three weeks week? after filming was, yeah, because I remember him showing up on the screen and Scott and I both were just like, wait, isn't he paralyzed? And then, yeah. so we were like, oh, it must've been like way before the accident. And then at the very end of the thing, they were like three weeks later, he was paralyzed from the move or whatever. Because he was also in the, he was also in a behind the mat or sorry. He was also in a dark side of the ring, right? Yes, okay. he was. That's how I know about him. So when I, when he showed up on screen, I was like, wait, I know that guy. Yeah, and and that's how what I knew even when I watched this a long time ago, I always knew that like oh he's he's who got hurt, um, and I know that he oh yeah because he was in the brawl for all that's right yeah um I know that he has no ill will against D'Lo Brown I know that D'Lo Brown still feels awful about it because they do yeah. talk about it. And that's very heartbreaking. I think that sometimes shit just happens and it goes sideways and you can't, you're throwing a man on his neck. Like shit's going to go sideways. It's not always yeah. going to land pretty. Um, And that's part of it. Why without, it's what makes wrestling so absolutely insane. Like 
well, you fucking put your body through this like holy shit and yeah absolutely need to be paid more and they need to have insurance and this will be my soapbox that I die on because it's not okay <laughs> ever 100% I fully agree with everything you just said like it's- Roddy, Roddy Piper should not have died before he got his retirement like that's absolutely insane yeah no bullshit so- absolutely anyway end of rant but yeah so we got to see that side as well and you got to see a a very strange side of vince mcmahon um he's but he's odd he's very insane yeah like he's just unstable you just feel unstable to me vince mcmahon and this was in the 90s yeah so god only knows what it's like now (laughs) i'm sure it's 10 times worse yeah because he's much older now and probably losing his mind shane baby shane made a fucking baby shane <laughs> baby shane showed up and i was like oh my god you're so tiny isn't it crazy to see them so young like even uh stephanie when you watch some of the stuff when she's in there and she's so young and i'm like fuck man they really it... have been in this business for so forever. long forever they grew up in it it's nuts it's nuts oh and then we have like the briefest of moments with china that was heartbreaking um we also have like a teeny tiny bit with the rock which is so funny because this was the rock's first like movie <laughs> it was so jesus christ i can't even take i have this is how you know the rock is a great actor because i like wholeheartedly just see the rock as an actor these days mm-hmm. and so like seeing him as the rock the character the wrestling character was so hard to watch for me yeah i was like who is this he was spouting all kinds of random he was like the rock wouldn't fucking do that i ain't no punani bullshit da 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 and i'm like the fucking things that just rattle out of you sir like what he's very different now it's fucking insane like you're a great actor to be able to play that character and then still be believable in some of the other roles was just out of control in the not too distant future i want to do the china documentary that was just on vice um yes because i just absolutely need it there were also weird side note i found so again library worker ashley (laughs) i found my holy grail read poster if you don't know what a read poster they were probably in your elementary school libraries it's usually (laughs) like weird celebrities holding a book with a yeah it's like read yeah and it tells you what book they're reading whenever they're always ridiculously cheesy i found the best one and it was the rock china and mcfoley and they're all holding books and it says like read on top and oh my god can't find it anywhere but i may get it printed out and just put in my little cubicle at work because it is too good please do because that's amazing (laughs) There's Nick Cage ones. There's like a David Bowie one. There's- I'll take a Nick Cage one all day, any day. Holy Nick Cage shit. ones. No. <laughs> it's so it's so bad. It's so good. I bet. Like, oh, I was gonna ask you, what did you think of Baby Jim Ross? Um, that was like one of the funniest fucking things ever. And then is it Paul Heyman? Paul Heyman's got a ponytail. I was legit blown away that that was Paul Heyman. Like, I legitimately did not recognize him. Yeah. And then somebody said his name and I was like, wait. That's Paul Heyman. 
it took me so long to figure it out. It took me so long to figure it out. Yeah. I was just like, holy crap. Okay. Wow. Ew. And the accountant that runs a gym wrestling school, oh. that guy like a major creep. Who was that? Hold on. I have the, I have the cast up because I knew I was going to have questions. His name was Roland Alexander. Okay. And it says he did APW wrestling in Hayward, yeah. California. Uh-huh. Near 45 miles southeast of San Francisco. That's funny. Um, he just, I don't know, like he charged everybody and then it sounded like he only paid you if you did a good job. Even like. Hate to say it. A lot of promoters about <laughs> yeah like i mean i'm not super surprised by that because like i'm just it's the same in the music world you don't get paid unless you're good i believe that things are getting better i i wholeheartedly believe that things are getting better in wrestling promotions but you don't always have great ones and sometimes people are shitheads Uh a lot of i mean a few people i was gonna say a lot of a few people did wrestle for uh apw though um I think Becky Lynch did for a second, oh, wow. like a hot second. Um, I know Colt Cabana, and then there's some like you know people that shall not be named. Um, <laughs> yeah, the shall named. Yeah, sometimes people are are gross. Some people suck, basically. Yeah, basically, so yeah. Do you have anything else to say about Beyond the Mat? Overall, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, well, I mean, I don't think I'm really hard to please when it comes to wrestling documentaries. Like, oh, you have a wrestling documentary? Cool. I'm going to watch it. I also <laughs> have yet to see a bad one. Yeah. Like, they're all really interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think they're just really super interesting. So I'm not, I don't know. I'm not picky. If you have one to suggest, we'll watch it for Definitely. sure. Please give us more to watch. If there's yeah. some, like real, real underground ones, we would love to see it. For um, sure. I love, I love Beyond the Mat. It was one of the first wrestling documentaries I watched. I thought it was really interesting. It tells a very cohesive story. How many little ring bells would you give it? Oh, five ring bells. I don't think I've given anything we've watched <laughs> for the book report less than five ring bells. I would probably also give it five ring bells. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it's a good one. It's on Amazon Prime if you guys want to watch it. If you haven't already, like I'm sure everyone I know that's into wrestling has already seen it since I'm like so late to the game. <laughs> You're a little tardy to the party, but it's all right. Oh my, don't be tardy to the party. <laughs> Nobody's gonna know that reference unless they you're better. our age. Like, <laughs> I can't wait for the text message that's like, "What's tardy for the party?" Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, listen, if you don't know, then you don't know, and you're missing out. That was our book report for this week. Thanks for reading slash watching a documentary with us. <laughs> I guess we should maybe oh maybe on our 50th episode when we go to reformat we stop calling it a book report and instead start calling it you get to watch a movie day yeah that's and we'll so just smart and we'll just I'll use the picture of the fucking tv on the cart yeah <laughs> oh my god I feel like 
rainy day session in the cafeteria. Exactly. Today you, you get randomly. To watch... Sorry, go ahead. Do you get to, like today? You get to watch a Bill Nye the Science Guy video. I remember seeing Billboard Dad a lot. <laughs> Billboard Dad, that's an interesting one. <laughs> they always played Billboard Dad. I don't know. Do you ever like get a random like smell memory of elementary school cafeterias? Yeah, totally. Especially oh, well, if they're working. At a yeah, <laughs> Duh. but like it definitely brings some shit back. Damn. And like, I'm working summer school this year, so the cafeteria lady lady keeps sending me home with um, lunches for Scotty and Rosalie, and nice. like, there are so many things where I'm like, oh my god, I remember this from when I was in school. <laughs> Damn, pizza boats, taco boats, everything was in a boat. I don't know. Everything was in a boat. I don't understand. It's amazing. All and right. Then just like, Appleberry juice seems oh. to be a big thing. Suppose, yeah, it doesn't sound like it'd be the best thing in the world, but like everybody gobbles it up. So I'm gonna have to like retry it or something. Mm, not feeling appleberry juice. <laughs> All right, that's it for today. Yes, you can go to our Instagram at How to Talk Wrestling Pod or our Twitter HTTW Pod. And then fucking email. We're not doing that. Just send us a message on our social media. But if you are listening on one of those things where you can rate, review, and subscribe, you can totally do that. Like, that'd be cool beans. We are into that. We're totally into um, The giveaway is coming. I'm so close to being done. <laughs> and then we will make announcements on our social media. So you should follow us if you are not already. Yeah, keep your peepers open. Cheapers, creepers, where'd you get them peepers? All right. <laughs> and that's how we're going to end it. <laughs> okay, week, everybody. Bye. Bye. This has been a Count Out Podcast.